0: Hello, everybody, it's Professor Dr. Faisal here. Thank you for following along with my wonderful adventures over the past uh, four chapters. Here's a little recap of what happened previously on Story Jazz Ghost Hunters
1: Spirits, I command you leave this grave in peace. So let me get this straight. The Horsleys hired you to protect the graveyard so that they could bury their son.
0: Well, not necessarily just the graveyard, the entire funeral, I'll be making sure that no body snatchers snatch that body. Oh, hello, Graham, I didn't see What am I, What? why Why am I, why am I a young woman? They switched back and forth,
1: Hathaway and Horsley. All right, I'm so sorry, and Graham slaps and hoarsely across the face. Where's the body, if I may
0: ask? Uh, At the more. It's at the church
1: where it should be.
0: Titus puts a hand on the professor's shoulder. When my father came back, mother was inconsolable. It's not right. And so he opens the compartment leading to the attic and wipes the dust off an old leather case. But when he opens it up, something sharp and metallic gleams. I wanted to ask if you wanted to come to dinner. It's very lonely without you. Dinner is done and it was
1: actually delicious. Actually incredible. The best lobster bisque any of them have ever had. Guys, I'm, I'm just gonna um, go for a quick breather. And he opens the door and finds himself unable to step through. Something deep, deep in his stomach <laughs> pulls him back inside and it won't let him leave.
0: Um, here's the music. this is not the music at all the sounds we are making are not the story jazz theme and it's gonna sound awful and
1: post welcome everybody to story jazz (laughs) welcome welcome back everyone it's lovely not to see you and not to hear you all of course i've missed you greatly as usual. Uh, I'm Sam, half of your hosts. And I'm Softy, The better half of, our ho- of your hosts. It's really great to be back with another episode of Story Jazz and uh, another episode of Ghost Hunters. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to know what's going to happen. You know what blows my mind? Tell me, Sam. Tell me what blows your mind. This is the first Chapter 5 we've ever done. That is true. This is the longest commitment, not technically true, but 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 uh, logistically true, true because we did do a mini jazz for fourth life, which would be the fifth episode of fourth I life. I
0: guess. So then this is the first chapter 6 we've done. Okay.
1: True. Technically cuz we did a mini jazz for ghost hunters. It's also we're nearing our 1 year anniversary, which is very exciting. Um So yeah, what is the anniversary tuned. date? Like to, when did we publish the we first brought one? An episode in early July, right? Everything came out in July? I'm going to look this up.
0: See, I was about to make like a sort of gag or, or simile at least to long-term committed relationships. Like, wow, five episodes. This is really turning into a committed relationship. I'm going to get cold feet soon. I don't know if I can spend the rest of my life with ghost hunters, you know? Um, <laughs> but I don't even know our fucking anniversary. Mm. So maybe I'm not that committed after all.
1: Yeah. So by my recollection, the first two episodes came out to the, of like 15th and 20th or something like that. Like one Thursday and then that Saturday, or Sunday or something.
0: 25th actually, yeah. I just found it. Ooh, you're quite, I was pretty close. You're quite right. Yes. So, of July? Of July. So it's just a bit, it's like yeah. two months, almost two months at this point. And I have, no, I have nothing planned. Oh my God,
1: I don't have a gift or anything planned. My gift is hopefully, cross my fingers to be putting together a... uh Redbubble graphic design or a graphic design of some kind for T-shirts and, and stickers of that kind. That's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's in the works. Whoa. Um, so what an announcement! There will be a formal announcement when those are available. But stay Sweet. tuned.
0: Anyway, ghost
1: hunters. Anyway, ghost hunters. Um. So we're on. We're on. We're on the knife's edge. We're on the edge of our seats. We're on our tippy toes. We're waiting to know what's happened because our. Our heroes and hero heroine is all, <laughs> all, all trapped in a house with a potential ghostly or at least malicious presence. And uh, I want to know how they wiggle their way out this time. Well, you really want to jump right back
0: in where we left off, don't you?
1: Well, would you rather jump somewhere else? Do you do, you, do you, somewhere else? You're I re- have an idea for a Faisal scene. You know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Tempt me further. Just, just, just. Yeah, just just butter my just, biscuits and take me right in, Sam. I want to know what's going to happen, and you're not going to tell me. I love it. Just, just take us in. Sure. Sit. Take us in your I'm just going to do... I'm just... I don't, I don't actually know what's going to happen either. I just have, like, the burgeonings. So, Burgeon away. Welcome, everybody, back. Welcome back to Story Jazz.
0: A slim, attractive silhouette walks through the mists... On uh, Howling Cliffs. Is that the name of the island? Howling Cliffs. Howling Cliffs, right, right, right. It is the silhouette of one Professor Dr. Faisal, um, who, under cover of night and mist, Nuit et, Bruyard, Nuit et
1: is walking from his car to an old church. A church that, if we recall correctly, houses one Dr. Horsley's body. Uh, totally decrepit, frozen for six months and sucked of all life force by Liam Ferris not too long ago. Faisal is walking up
0: to this, I want to say Gothic building, but if it's anything, it's American Gothic. I don't know. Do you guys even have like architecture over on that
1: young continent? It's a converted schoolhouse. Ah, there you go a white building with tall roof and a and a crucifix sort of crudely attached to the front the way that somebody would make a church when they wanted everybody to believe it was a church when in fact it wasn't <laughs> but there are pews on the inside there's a little altar there are candles yeah and any other such religious items paraphernalia <laughs> paraphernalia beautiful paraphernalia ah <gasps> uh, yes
0: Faisal is walking up through the mist and trying not to shiver. Um, He's trying to be brave and he's listening to his favorite Affirmations podcast on his iPhone. Um, Very expensive iPhone model. Uh, Called...
1: (laughs) I know I'm distracting here, but give me the name of the podcast. (laughs) The name of the podcast is um, uh, Meadows of Sunlight. Wow. It's by it's by John Meadows and Joanne Sunlight.
0: Oh, amazing. Do you want to be Joanne or John?
1: I'll be Joanne. Okay. Um Welcome back, John, to our lovely podcast where we affirm <laughs> everybody in their various ways and their <laughs> difficulties in their lives because we understand that everybody's different and they have their own struggles. John, just just be with me in this space. Just I'm being with join you, Joanne.
0: Me. I'm being with you and um, I want to start this session off right away with a positive thought. For all our listeners out there, please repeat after us as we give you this affirmation.
1: I, I am, am str- s- strong. Strong. And and f- f- full, full of liquid, of liquid power. power.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am strong and full
1: of liquid power. I am strong and full of liquid power, John. And are you strong and full of liquid power?
0: I am strong and full of liquid power, Joanne. And I hope that our listeners out there are also strong. No, I know that our listeners out there are also strong
1: and full of power. And Faisal. That means you. You listener out there. I'm talking to you. And Faisal I'm looking feels deep in your eyes. feels a warmth. My hands are around your chest,
0: <laughs> <laughs> radiating into his body <laughs> from his earphones. He can he feels affirmed, and he mutters to himself, "I am strong and full of liquid power." And as he walks up to the great chipped, painted door and pushes it open with a hollow creak and steps inside the church. The cold stale air of this closed space washes over him again.
1: <sighs> the pews have all been pushed to the side to make room for an enormous refrigerated metal box.
0: And as Faisal looks at it, it's strangely industrial matte sheen. He swallows. He wishes he he wishes he knew for sure if this was a ghostly presence making him shiver or just the cold. Certainly it's not anything like fear or insecurity. After all, he is strong
1: and full of liquid power. On the side of the box is written property of the FBI in red stenciled letters Oh wow! on each corner, along with a fragile and this way up. Oh, I love that, I love that. Um,
0: Again, an affirmation comes through on his earphones. Speak this one with me again, Joanne, please. I need your energy. Hum, 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 hum. Light energy,
1: light energy. I'm with you, John. I'm with you. I am inside you. Oh
0: fuck yeah. Um, I can feel you inside of me, Joanne. It feels so good.
1: I am strong and full of liquid power.
0: I am strong and full of liquid power. I am
1: strong and full of liquid power.
0: I want to tell all our listeners out there today, you are a spirit that walks the earth. You are undying. Speak it with
1: me. I want to tell our listeners out there that the first the first object that is in your way, just go through it. You have the power. You have the strength. Push through. Push with me, John. Let me push I'm into pushing. you. I'm pushing. Yes, push into me, Joanne. I'm pushing into. I'm pushing into you. My hands are around your chest.
0: Oh, I can feel your spectral spirit hands on my chest. I can feel your spirit inside of mine. And at that moment, Faisal yanks out his ear. Buds. <laughs> It's not sure why there was just something about the podcast that was creeping him out.
1: <laughs> oh, I
0: love that we made a that we made a podcast inside of podcasts. This like hyper erotic <laughs>
1: ASMR,
0: hyper erotic ASMR, improvised hyper erotic affirmation ASMR, and finally we got to tell each other how much we want to feel each other inside of each other. So
1: this is the ship that everybody listens to story jazz for. Meanwhile, our own Professor Dr. Faisal is putting one gentle hand on the cold metal refrigerated unit in the center of the church. It's so smooth. He tries
0: to regulate his breathing, uses all the techniques he's learned to stave off the influence of the... um. You know the the spooky influence—that is the technical term—of spectral energies. And he circles around the box. He knows he's not supposed to be here. And uh, uh, right, his 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 clients told him not to touch the body. Right. Uh. Well, they didn't explicitly tell him.
1: Rosalind. Rosalind. Orsley told him to basically fuck off. Yeah, yeah. But then he got specific directives from Titus Horsley that he has to do whatever is necessary to make sure.
0: Right, I remember, yeah. So
1: he's he's operating under Titus's orders, hoping that Titus is the one who's paying him. There we go. Even though Titus appears to be the one with more explicit threats. and Yeah.
0: So he pushes down any doubts that he has and tries to find some sort of opening mechanism because he's going to have to get at the actual flesh in order to
1: perform his rituals.
0: Make it. Exactly, and make it ghost-proof. Oh, boy, I just saw you smirk a little bit when you said <laughs> rituals because you're looking forward to the... Uh,
1: oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever it is we come up with for, for Horsley's rituals. Yeah, 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 What's funny is we're making up both Harry's and Horsley's rituals and arbitrarily deciding that Harry's are real and Horsley's are not.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> like
1: the, tooth, the yeah. toothpaste...
0: The toothpaste net? They're not. They're not. Harry's aren't much less ridiculous. Okay. So, what does he find? He finds a little
1: a latch. Latch. Running his fingers all the way around the box, he eventually comes across a metal latch with a lock on it. Padlock. Padlock. Whatever kind of what, what kind of lock? Tell me what kind of lock, Sam? Improvise.
0: Yeah, I I already I already said padlock. So it's a padlock. Okay. Um, part of him is relieved. But part of him knows, no, he's going to have to break this open. Why didn't Titus Horsley give him a key? Well, maybe he doesn't have one. But it makes sense that if they're going to leave the church unattended by night and people can just walk in and there's a body frozen in the middle of the fucking church in a box, that um, they would padlock it up.
1: Because the most valuable thing in a church everyone knows is the bodies.
0: (laughs) I mean, all the dead body parts, all the you know the there's I think there's like 14 different foreskins of Jesus in the world that claim to be the original foreskin. The
1: foreskin of Jesus.
0: Don't quote me on don't quote me on this. <laughs> Maybe it's not the foreskin. I really
1: don't mean to be blasphemous. No, we have a, We have we have an we have an episode title here now. The foreskin of Jesus. The foreskin of Jesus. Well, we have to make it a. a... Wouldn't it be the 12 skin at that point? Never mind. Um, wow. So Dr. Faisal, Dr. Professor Faisal does as he must. And he pulls a crowbar out of his little uh, messenger bag. Faisal's well-equipped. Dr. Faisal's resourceful.
0: Uh, I mean, he studied. He probably went to the same school as Gordon Freeman. So they learn crowbar handling there. That one's for the Half-Life
1: fans out there. Thank you very much. And he takes it and he pries it against the edge of the padlock. And with a gentle... I don't know what that sounded like, actually.
0: Is it work? So it's a good sound. Fun. It sounded like sounded like a padlock opening to me. The padlock just clacks open, pops open. Pops is the better word, and tumbles to the ground with a loud, resounding Pew! that echoes through the church as though through a much larger space.
1: Doctor Faisal, Doctor Professor Faisal, looks around nervously, but no one is attending the church, and so he. Gingerly puts one thumb on either side of the clasp, pulls it open, and then lifts the lid off of the refrigerated unit, letting out a hiss. Cold
0: steam roils over the edge and wafts into his face, and he closes his eyes for a moment. And as he blinks and opens them again to look down, he looks across the refrigerator unit and he sees a silhouette of a man, not two meters from his face. The glint of eyes in his face. And he yelps, drops the lid, and falls backward. Ah!
1: I thought you would need a key, says Titus <laughs>
0: Um <laughs> Faisal is on the ground. For a moment, he is really more liquid fear than liquid power and it's 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 threatening to leak out it's seeping across the ground <laughs> all across under his pants through his pants just a few drops just a few drops seep of, of liquid fear seep into his pants but then he converts it back into power and <laughs> pulls himself up <laughs> what?
1: what triggered that just the idea of taking his pee and converting it into power <laughs>
0: Uh, you're in power plant.
1: You're in power. You're in power now. Say it with, say it with me, John. You're in power. You're in power now, Joanna. I am in power, John. Somehow by falling, I am in power inside you. You're in inside you. Sorry. You're inside me. <laughs> you're inside Somehow. me, John, and I'm inside you. My arms are around your chest.
0: Somehow Faisal fell and plopped his earbud, one of his earbuds, back into his ear. Back into his ear. He rips it out again quickly. And he's just like, no, please. (laughs) 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 Mr. Horsley, I'm very happy to see you here. I didn't didn't expect that we would. I just figured you would need the key to
1: access my brother's corpse, but I see you've handled that Titus looks over at the crowbar that's on the ground beside the broken open padlock
0: right of course um I was just going to do my ritual you don't have to be here for this but what um he hesitates as he sees Titus is holding something behind his back it's hard to see in the gloom but it's a dark leather sack of some sort Titus notices Faisal's eyes and shifts the object behind him.
1: I'll leave you to it, then, Professor Doctor. Please, don't hesitate to call day or night if you need anything else, especially if it prevents you from destroying private property. Um. <laughs> and Titus turns to begin walking out the door.
0: Are you? Um. Would you?
1: <laughs> I
0: was wondering. Since you're here. Yes. You could keep you could keep guard, sort of out front, in front of the door. Um, just it, I think it would scare off the whatever spectral presences might be
1: here. Titus looks up at the creaking elm trees on either side of the schoolhouse doors, and he nods and, and says, "Carry on, Professor Doctor. I'll wait here." And he stands, arms crossed, with something in them facing away from the Professor Doctor we love so much. <laughs> looking out into the foggy night air as Dr. Professor Faisal prepares his ritual. Now I need you to come up with a ritual worthy of Professor Dr. Faisal. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Something to sanctify the corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I actually, I wanted to, to find something about the corpse that is new information. Yeah. Right, to give this to give this a story beat that like changes things. Hell yeah! Um, I just don't know what yet. Maybe you can help me. Just start the ritual. I'm just gonna start the ritual. <clears throat> so again, Faisal grabs the lid, tips it up, and this time there's not as much mist that comes out. And he <laughs> locks the lid in place. And finally, he can see inside. Uh, dim bluish light illuminating.
1: The horrifying corpse of Terence Horsley, still screaming in excruciating pain with an open gullet where his soul was once wrenched from his body. His tendons and his fingers are all drawn and elongated, and the bones in his femur and in his back are broken from where Spencer caught him as he fell from the gym ceiling.
0: Faisal swallows, swallows another time
1: just to be sure. Are you swallowing with me, John?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then brings out a flute, not just any flute, but one of those flutes, you know the ones.
1: Like a recorder? The flutes
0: that clowns, the flutes that clowns have. Like that. The ones that go. (whistles) Exactly. That's the flute he brings out with trembling hands. He's so <laughs> focused. He's dead serious. And he looks at Horsley's corpse. And then he raises a hand, trembling, and does a hand, a couple hand signs. He's not sure where he saw them, but they always seem mysterious to him, and they help him focus. And it's his own ritual, so he gets to decide how it's done. Yeah, he he doesn't remember, but he found them in a Naruto comic. Um, and then he says, Spectres, spirits, ghosts, and haunts. Get away, you fucking ponce! I don't know. That's just, sorry. That's just what my brain said. Um... He, he starts incanting. <laughs> he starts incanting a very serious incantation that he saw in a YouTube video in 2009. Um, the video was entirely bathed in
1: green light.
0: <laughs> People, yeah. It was, it was um, very low quality. HD had just come out, but it was uh, 240p. And so, Anne
1: Hathaway would say, D resolution. I don't get no, it. <laughs> no H. No H.
0: <laughs> no HD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: D resolution. D resolution. A sort of warmth comes over Faisal as he does his ritual. He goes, Stay away, you fucking pawns. For a moment, he considers bringing out the like MLG horn that he sometimes uses to reassure himself, but he
1: feels like it would d- disturb the peace. Titus Horsley glances from the door, not in doubt, but in minor curiosity, listening to the rather childish flute
0: (laughs) still trying to think the next beat the next beat is something's wrong with the body i got it in five yeah three two one this is now i've got it faisal relaxes as he completes his ritual because he feels (sighs) he's done his job if this works the way he thinks it does and so far he's never had any complaints this place should be cleansed now the body should be safe he can close the lid he puts away the flute and, and, and the crowbar and the crowbar looks one last time at this totally dead body that will be put in the ground tomorrow. And then he sees it twitch and he thinks, no, nah, that didn't just, yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing things. And then he sees it twitch again. It's not a normal twitch. It's not like a finger or an eyelid or something. It's... Like a piece of skin on the chest, and a piece of skin on the shoulder, and a piece of skin on the cheek that
1: twitch, in a very strange, movement. And then is everything all right, Professor Doctor? Titus says from the door. And Faisal
0: looks to the door and looks to the body and blinks and thinks I'm I'm just seeing things and looks to the door again and says, Yes, everything. Great, Every, it, ritual worked out just fine. I'll just close this. And as he closes the lid, he thinks for a moment. He hears wheezing words from within.
1: Is that you, Terrence? And with a clack, the refrigerator is shut. Could you? Could you? Uh, can you say like you wouldn't happen to have another padlock with you? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> <That> is- <laughs>
0: You wouldn't happen to have another padlock with you, would you, (laughs) Uh, Faisal says.
1: What a great scene! Oh, great, ladies Excellent. and
0: gentle people. I can't believe amazing. we just
1: introduced John and Joanne. They're gonna be repeat characters in other storylines for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. This is the podcast
0: within the podcast,
1: fam. Yep. This is this is the Munch Squad of our of our generation.
0: What was it called again? Meadows and sunlight. Meadows and sunlight. John, John Meadows, Meadows and Joanne and Joanne sunlight.
1: sunlight. Can we can we make that show? Uh, that's gonna be a mini jazz, straight up. We'll do a mini jazz called Amazing Meadows and Sunlight. You heard it here first, folks. Look forward to it.
0: True friends listen to Meadows and Sunlight every day to on our, their way to, to work. our
1: homoerotic <laughs> ASMR affirmation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh. Anyway, uh, (laughs) hey everyone, welcome back to our little ad break segment where we tell you all to wash your hands, take showers, wear your mask, get vaccinated, and take care of yourself. You know it used to be focused on, please subscribe to us on all social media and stuff. Oh yeah, but at this point we know, you guys are subscribed, you guys... You guys listen to us. You guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter. You guys have all emailed us sweet. we know we know, and you also know, we, we
0: need know. you to you know practice hygiene and social distancing so that you stay alive and listen to the show <laughs> 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 uh,
1: yes, and also you know, take care of your loved ones and 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 be good, good humans in this in this dangerous time and enjoy existing, yes. Um I think that's all we got. I think that, I think that I think that is all we've got. I wait, 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 there's still one thing on the I think it's what? Oh right. What? We love you. Whoa, yeah. We love you. <laughs> you really caught me off guard with that.
0: It <laughs> felt kind of nice.
1: Meanwhile at the old barnacle we have something just as spectral at work. Graham is standing confused, staring at his own stomach in the open doorway of the old barnacle. And Spencer, Harriet, the body of Anne Athaway, and the soul of Dr. Horsley are all staring at him. Spencer pipes up first. Um, hey, uh, Graham, are you... Hey, Graham. Graham. Uh, wait, wait what, what? Hey, Spencer, come, come down here. Uh, okay, okay. And Spencer trundles down the stairs. Okay, just just go through the door real quick. Um, Graham, what are you talking about? Just go through the door, says Graham. Okay, all right.
0: Graham steps aside and Spencer walks up to the door and stops in the doorway and says, I,
1: I don't know if I can. I don't, that's so, what is that? And he looks at Graham first and, as the twins always do when they encounter something they don't know, they look up at Harry. Harry is involved in a sort
0: of whispering argument with Horsley slash um, Anne Atheway. Okay, Dr. Horsley, I I need you to stay focused, okay? Can you... She sort of snaps her fingers as Horsley, who is letting Anne's eyes drift around the room, taking in the way the old barnacle looks, um, sort of blinks and looks at her. I have this strange urge. I want to write poetry, Horsley says. Harriet blinks and says, look, you can do that as much as you like in just a minute when we're back in the room. But I need to tell you, you need to focus, okay? You need to stay front and center because otherwise Anne's mind might overwhelm yours,
1: Horsley blinks. And then Spencer interrupts. Yeah. Uh, Harry, what? You gotta check this out.
0: We're not going out. So- no, no.
1: You gotta, you gotta come. You gotta come down here, Harry.
0: But we, we gotta go get some rest and and do keep going tomorrow, okay? Harry, please. She sighs and walks down the stairs, while Horsley is calling after her. What do you mean? Overwhelm me is, and Harry, like in passing, she's too stressed out to be um sort of gentle about it. She says, if we don't watch out, Anne's mind is gonna. Roll over yours, and you'll stop basically existing, okay it's it's I mean, I'm not a ghost expert, but it's sort of it's sort of worse than dying because your soul gets just sort of phew, into nothingness okay what's what what's up with this door? She says, finally reaching Spencer and Graham, leaving Horsley standing on the stairs, te- horrified.
1: <laughs> okay, says Spencer. okay, just try walking through it
0: and he steps aside, and Harriet looks at the two. Um, she steps up in front of the door and says, huh, "Yeah, I don't want to."
1: Isn't that weird?
0: Yeah, it's like I'm gonna, it's like I'm gonna vomit. Oh shit!
1: She rubs her face. What is oh shit? What happened?
0: She looks over her shoulders and looks around and can't see Nelson Cameroon anywhere. And she looks at the two and says, "Harry, tell us what happened." Says Graham. Yeah, we're 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 cursed. Where what? Spencer and Graham look in shock at Harry, who is just sort of too worn out to even look <laughs> look horrified, and says, we'll figure this out. I just need to talk to, and she turns around to look for Horsley, but Horsley slash Anne Hathaway is gone. Damn it, Harriet says. Right. I'm not saying that they're gone, yeah. but um, I think just in the room, I have an idea yeah, yeah. what they're up to.
1: Spencer and Graham look at one another and then look at Harry and they start talking over one another. Harry, so what do we, what do we do? Do we need to toothpaste? Yeah, I can, I have the gloves I, in I my, just, in my backpack. I can get that.
0: It's, it's a, it's the soup rates thing. I I don't know how to fix it. We got to talk to my dad.
1: Your dad, do we just get your laptop? We can, we can do the whole, uh, spectral arm Skype thing, right? <laughs> I bet he's actually calling us now. Yeah. He's, he always calls up when, and then they hear the telltale Skype ringtone of, <laughs> muffle. We're going the upstairs sued.
0: room. we're going to get sued <clears throat> hard cut two the hotel room. Harriet and the other two bursting in it's, all right. let me let me
1: let me um let me remember, <laughs> Harry, remember Harry's Harry Harry's Harrison. dad Harry's dad Harriet Harrison Bartleby.
0: remember, friends. Harry Bartleby's dad is named Harry Bartleby, but they're not Junior senior or the first and the second cause it's Harriet and Harrison.
1: Please take it away. Yes. Um, so, if I recall correctly, the voice is something like, um, "Of course, honey. I know that you're uh, very interested in Shakespeare, and you're doing your thing, yeah, and we're totally. very proud of you. But if you do ever want to become a ghost hunter, then we're happy to assist you." And love it. Okay. So the, the three of them burst into the room to Anne Hathaway sitting on the bed with Harriet's laptop open, and Harrison Bartleby on the Skype in front of her. Okay, now you get to do you. You could do you could do Harry Barbie, and I'll do Anne Hathaway here because it's going to be Anne, not Doctor Horsley here. Oh,
0: sweet, 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 sweet.
1: Oh, Mister Bartleby. <laughs> oh, it's been such a long time since I've talked to you. Or, <laughs> I'm that, so happy. I'm so is happy that to hear that you. My
0: favorite of Harriet's friends. Oh, we and just don't and talk the enough, Lily.
1: Hathaway. How and you doing, Hathaway? <laughs> And the trip has just been a blast. I don't remember the last few hours, but I think that's because we've just been partying, partying it up, and and you know, going dancing on the beach until late at night. And you don't and, remember? Wow. Oh, it's just word been a. It's my... a non-stop party. You must believe it. Uh, Mister Mister Bartleby, uh, how how's your how's your wife and and your arm? <laughs> Um,
0: Harrison laughs. He loves how blunt she is. The arm's great. You know, I, it has its drawbacks. It has its, it has its advantages. He holds up a stump. Advantages, but she doesn't even know that it's a spectral arm. No, no. It's just a stump. Oh my god, Ann, what's wrong <laughs> with you? Um, yeah, you know, I, uh, they wanted to hook me up with a prosthesis. Like one of these new, like, neurally linked ones. Yeah, it was quite amazing. But it, uh, it just didn't um, obey me. It like had a mind of its own, almost like it was possessed. That's so strange.
1: That's almost as spooky (laughs) as this, uh, ship's wheel. I saw yesterday morning, uh, they. We came. Right? we went yeah. to the old the old barnacle the 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 hotel that we that we rented and and i swear i swear it was the spookiest thing we went inside and i saw a ship's wheel and it was turning <laughs> on its own wow. can you believe that own. mr bartleby you know i can, can believe, believe it that? more than you would this think this hotel has such a spooky vibe i I fucking love it. I love it. It really it gives me the chills. I feel inspired to write, write deep emotional poetry about, about, about me mum. About your mum? Well what's, yeah, me what, mum. What's what's the deal? What's the story with your mum? Well, she's the spookiest person I know. Of course. Really. Yes. I know a lot of spooky oh, people. I might know your mom. You do? Oh, you might know my mum. Oh, that would explain it why we get along All so right. well.
0: All right. Hey. <laughs> don't mean to interrupt, Harriet says, but um <laughs> Anne, can you give us some give us some space? Yeah, I don't <laughs> Oh yeah. Hi, 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 Dad. Of course.
1: Of course. Um What's up? Did you Yeah I, t- I told you I told you me and Ari got in a fight, but everything is better now.
0: Harry throws a concerned glance to Spencer and Graham. They know what this means. Anne is at the front, and actually the next thing they should do is slap her to get Horsley back, but um, might be a little weird to do oh. that in front of Dad. <laughs> I mean, it actually
1: wouldn't be. He would totally understand what they were doing. <laughs> actually, you're wrong. Um, yeah. And so, Harriet's, make Harriet swing and miss. <laughs> Harriet says swing. Dad, real quick before we talk, sorry, Anne, and she swings. And, and Anne, at the same moment, leans over to her bed and dodges, ha- dodges Harriet's swing entirely. Just by chance. And she grabs her own notebook and said, Mr. Balderby, do you, do you mind if I read you a couple of me poems? Oh, oh let me see. And Graham now takes a swing. <laughs> and at the same time, Anne leans back. So I swear I left me pencil around here somewhere. Do- Spencer, did you see it over there? And
0: Spencer's just looking at Anne, his hand raised, ready to slap. And he says, um, <laughs> and he points with the raised hand. I think it was over. Yonder <laughs> and um, Anne and hops pie hops past Graham and Harriet past Spencer. Harriet and Graham shoot him a look like this is the moment and Spencer <laughs>
1: cringes reflexively. Spencer launches his wide hand out and slaps Anne so hard she face plants into the wooden floor below her with a great <laughs> thump and just
0: lies. <laughs> it just goes out
1: cold. <laughs>
0: And Spencer is just, he like looks at his hand oh God! Like, what, what the oh fuck God. have I
1: done? What have I done? Guys, is that, is that, did I? Oh, fuck.
0: And Graham puts a hand on Spencer's shoulder and points at Anne and shows him she's still breathing. She's probably fine.
1: She's still breathing, bro. Don't worry. You did, you did great. I always count on you, brother.
0: Harriet exhales and crouches down in front of the laptop.
1: Uh, Harry, darling. Harry, darling. Was that, was that what I think it was? says Harris and Bartleby.
0: Yeah, so she rubs the bridge of her nose. So um, that's two people. Did you open the
1: clamshell early? I, I warned you. I, we Specifically did, warned no, you.
0: No, Dad, come on. I'm not a 12-year-old anymore. <sighs> she did it on her own somehow and probably trying to make some sort of nice gesture. Now we've got her and Horsley stuck I see. In the same... All right, yeah, okay. Why did you call? Um, did you feel something?
1: Well, yes. Yes. I I mean, I, I called. Well, I felt that there was a spectral presence in you. I didn't realize I must be well, I must be much more attuned to, to Anne Atthaway than I thought because I thought that there was a spectral presence in you, but there was a spectral presence in, in Anne.
0: Yeah, <laughs> about that. So we may have eaten
1: soup-wraith soup. Soup. Oh, Supre,
0: yeah, and I know we just recently
1: had a supre thing, <laughs> and you didn't eat the soup and rate soup. We then we didn't. We didn't. No, we were smart. And that what, time. what possessed you to eat it this time? That's you know, that's the best way to phrase it, Harriet. I've told you before. You know, my most recent thesis is about supre soup. After your exploits, you gave me your notes, and I'm. I, I think I can finally again? finish this. I, yes, I think I can finish this thesis. What does
0: what does mom think about it?
1: You know, she she doesn't like when I get back into academia because then I get all hoity toity about my theories. You, we'll talk about it, mom later. But okay, so I have. Well, okay, um, there, my my thesis has a has a hypothesis on how to how to solve superate wraith curses. I know you never read it. I offered to let you read it, but you were still in your whole Shakespeare phase at the time. Not that it's a phase, not that it's a phase, darling. We we love that you you're so Shakespearean and and uh, enamored with 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 English literature. It's wonderful. Okay. Um but you didn't read it. And so, you know, if you'd read it, you would you would know.
0: You know, at this point, I'm I'm apparently more on on your career track than I am on mine. So, let's just Let's just get this over with. How do we... God. All right, it's okay. I'll, I'll condense it. I'm sorry. I'm so exhausted. I just really, I didn't want this to... I thought this was going to be a quick deal. You know, we just go there, we put the clamshell in his mouth and whatever, but no. Um, and now it's Graham's and Spencer's turn both to put hands <laughs> on Harriet's shoulder. Spencer, meanwhile, has Anne's body slumped over his shoulder and um, sort of pushes by... Sorry, excuse me. And <laughs> gently places Anne into a bed and tucks her in. Just tell me, Dad, um so here's what I remember about soup Wraith soup. You can't pass it, and you can't eat because you feel full while it's in there. Um, I'm wondering do do we still starve? <laughs> Do we still starve? Well... Because we can't eat? Because it doesn't it give us any nutrition, right?
1: Well, says Harrison, says Harrison Bartleby, the short answer is yes. Uh, but that's, that's, it's, it's absolutely curable. Um, the fastest way would be for me to gruesomely exercise the wraith that cursed you, um... Right, <laughs> but you know how I feel about exorcism no, and yeah. the sanctity of of ghost souls and and wraiths as their own entity. And it's it's its own creature. It has its own intellect, even if it. Anyway, um, so do you, what do you know about the the wraith that that uh, cursed you? What What do you know about it?
0: N- nothing. I mean, so oh god, I actually have a really good idea for how this could work
1: for like what Nelson could be. Okay. I, I have an idea of how they can get information is that Terrence Horsley knew him when he was younger. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, 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 So so start off with not saying they know anything. Okay, I have I have so I have an idea
0: in terms of um how inside the magic system, like what kind of spectral thing Yes, So great. Because um, that's what I don't know. For that part I might so for that part I might like go into Harrison's voice at some point Her- later. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah during this investigation. But yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, Harriet says there's this weird guy. He wears an apron, right? He talks about his wife, who like is around but couldn't join us for dinner. He made us lobster bisque. We we ate it. It was delicious. <laughs> there was All nothing right. spectral. The lobster thing is, bisque? it didn't. So this even, is, I didn't even smell. This isn't a
1: chowder, Ray, Thora. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it says that like it's such an academic. <laughs> um. The thing is, I didn't smell the spectral presence. All right, didn't smell. What, what, what about you, boys? Uh, Spencer, Graham, how, how are you? How are you all doing? You, you. Did you also eat the the wraith, the wraith soup, the soup wraith soup? Yeah,
0: Graham s- says, nodding. And I can confirm it is delicious. Um, honestly, I'm I'm still not sure. I might not go back for more, even though it's cursed.
1: Okay, well, don't <laughs> do that. And Harriet pinches him in the side. Ow. Okay. Uh, do you? Are there any? You're 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 in the hotel, I presume, right, Harry? Yes. So are there right. any books? Are there any books or anything? Any clues? It's it's uh, it's stopping us from leaving. Oh, all right. And okay. And and
0: um, Spencer offers and uh, the man Nelson. He kept saying how lonely he was and and how he needed our company. So okay. I mean, that could be his motivation, but he's not a ghost, right? He seemed. Didn't we like shake his hand and stuff? He seemed pretty
1: well. All right. So, so wraiths—the longer they're in existence, the more they can resemble human properties. You remember that the Basole wraith had had was rather buxom. You described it—bust, uh, bu- busted, busty. I don't remember the term. <laughs> um. So, 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 are there any books, any clues in in the building? If it's trapping you in the building, then this wraith. Has 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 a purpose. It's it's a purpose driven wraith. Um, in which case, there's clues somewhere there as to as to why or how this wraith came to be. Are there any you know old yearbooks, um, letters, anything in the room? Look around you. In that moment,
0: <clears throat> oh, Anne Hathaway slash Horsley is groaning and and coming awake again. Oh, Lord. Oh, God, was I asleep? I wasn't going to... Oh, I'm back here. Okay. Um, They sit up. Horsley, I guess, sits up and looks around. What happened? I I got so drowsy, and then she was there, and I felt her. She was there, and I was just back, squished against the back.
1: It's okay, doctor. Huh? It's okay. It's okay. Hey, doctor, we're here. We're we're here for you. Says so Spencer.
0: Harriet, Harriet thinks and says... We don't have a lot of time. Look, Dad. Thank you. It's it's really so lucky that you happen to be writing a thesis about the subject. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna spend the night investigating this place. If we can't get out of here anyway, we have to be able to get out by tomorrow morning. And I hope we can get some sleep in between. Otherwise, this whole thing might be a bust.
1: So remember, Harry, that the the easiest way is to find a way to put the wraith to rest, because the curse will leave with. The wraith. Oh, right. So if you find out what ties the wraith to the material plane, and you can let it move on in peace, then you should also theoretically be able to move on peace. If it if it if it gets rough, you you call me. All right. Right. You call me. I'll send. I I'll come. Mom won't let me come, but I'll send a crew. I I'll send a crew. I I, I know some people. Oh God! Don't send the crew, Dad. Uh, you know. You know. I. Uh, uh, no. You know. uh... Uh, Lawrence and, and his, and his sons, they live up, up there somewhere in, in, in Vermont, I think. I'm sure they'd be there.
0: I'm trying to think of a, of a spectral pun to, to call this crew. Uh.
1: You know, they, they're, they're, they work over time, but they, they slowly get rid of any ghost. They're, they're very reliable. They're called the Ghost Rusters.
0: <laughs> Plus, they've been involved in this lawsuit with this weird, obscure, old ghost hunting group that, <laughs> about the name. Anyway, um, just call me and, um. Tell me what you find, okay? Now, for some reason, I'm Harrison. <laughs> and Harry says, Bye, Dad. <laughs> says Harry. And we switch roles. Um, and as she shuts the laptop, she notices that again, Anne slash Horsley is on their feet and walking out the door of the room. And she says, Anne, ter- ter- Miss Doctor Anne, Terrence. <laughs> and she uh, doc- looks to Dr. Spencer and Graham <laughs> and says, Like, are, can
1: we keep an eye on the dual personality spectrum person? She's, she's so much faster than you would think. And as Harriet, Spencer, and Graham chase after the wandering anne athaway Terence horsley combo, they watch her open the door to the mold wing. <laughs> what are you doing? Terrence or
0: Anne or whoever is in front? What's going on? Harriet calls after them as they catch up. Horsley sort of shakes his head, lost in Uh, thought. Professor? Um, Yeah. Is that you? Yes, it's me. Uh, I I know this place. I used to stay here. I used to to play here with friends. I I was a little boy. It was always this dilapidated, well, (laughs) shithole, just like it is now, basically. It looks like nothing's changed. It's so... Weird, and he's looking around the walls of the hallways, the mold wing. Which, please describe to me in the mold wing,
1: detail. is made of green wood. The wood wasn't intentionally green, but it is covered in this thin film of lichen and algae, which is impossible to grow outside of water. Except for it's so moist and foggy and absolutely revolting here that the algae <sighs> grows on the walls. When you step on the ground, (laughs) the mold itself recedes from your feet as if it has movement. It squishes. It squishes. And tickles at you like a living organism. All of the furniture and the, the handrails are warped and twisted like a Salvador Dali painting as the mold has eaten away and contorted it, stretched it to the limits of what it could be. It honestly is absolutely surreal.
0: That's such a fucking good description. Um and as they squelch through this hallway, Horsley recounts, I um I knew Nelson. Well barely, but I I knew him as a kid.
1: Uh-huh. says Spencer as he covers his mouth. Uh huh, says Graham as he covers his mouth as well, and Harriet wraps a wraps her her face and her her turtleneck. And says so you might know what's wrong with him. I,
0: I can only guess. He was a pudgy kid. He got bullied a lot. I um, didn't have the guts to stand up to him. Actually, my my brother was one of the bullies. <sighs> it seems to be taking a lot of energy for Horsley to go into these memories. Um, but he had a girl, a, a girlfriend... Uh in high school they 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 got together already and I think they stayed together for years. I mean, I left here years ago to to go to Aykroyd Academy, but I remember they were married back then. That might be the wife he's been talking about.
1: Yeah, we we haven't we haven't met the wife yet," says Spencer. "Yeah," says Graham. Uh, "He keeps talking about her and he says that he's really lonely. Did she she die or or did she leave him?"
0: I don't, I don't know. I, um, Horsley stops in front of a big, like, dual wooden door. Um, is that double, wooden double door? Dumbledore, yeah. Yeah, Dumbledore. And, um, (laughs) just completely covered in, like, a, like, a, a certain type of, like, mossy, um, fungus that looks like just a long gray beard. Um, and, um. As though he wasn't even sure why he was doing it, just sort of following intuition, Orsley pushes open the Dumbledore, the, dub, the Dumbledore <laughs> um,
1: and reveals a room. It's an armoire. It's a massive closet. There are clothes hangers that drip, practically drip with long, stringy, black mold. Yep. Nelson got that drip. Nelson Cameroon got that drip.
0: Horsley looks around. They inherited this place, he says. That's what I remember. They inherited it together. They sort of dug it out. We hadn't been in here since we were kids. And, um, well, it had been basically reduced to one big barnacle, which is why they called it the old barnacle. And all well, the two of them were committed to making this place work as a hotel. And, and um, I don't know what happened to her why she's gone, but Nelson seems distraught. I never knew him to be like that either. He,
1: here's the weirdest thing. <laughs> he looks at the others. Tell us the weirdest thing, Graham says, looking at the other two. Nelson was a really
0: bad cook, Horsley says. It was, it was his wife that did the cooking.
1: Harriet looks at the two boys. That's it, she says. The wife, the wife has to be the Wraith. It's not Nelson. Maybe, maybe Nelson's alive. That's why we didn't smell anything. Right, says Spencer. Right, yeah, I was wondering.
0: We didn't smell anything and, and he seemed very corporeal, like he was carrying stuff around, washing dishes. and That's not possible, right? So is, is his wife hiding behind the scenes somewhere?
1: The last Wraith, says Graham, was invisible except for the apron. So Maybe we can't, we can't see her at all, but she'd probably be in the kitchen, right? But, but, but nobody's cooking now, so maybe, maybe she's in her bedroom. And then simultaneously, all four of them look to the other side of the room where there is a bed and an imprint in the center of it in the shape of a small, frail woman the size of a young girl. You're almost there,
0: says a voice from behind them. And they all jump like... Spencer makes a dent in the ceiling. (laughs) Graham makes a dent in the ground. (laughs) Uh, Except, of course, Harriet, who has jump scare training, she just sort of lazily turns around and trains her eyes on Nelson Cameroon, who stands behind them in the doorway. You've almost got it, Nelson says. But no, my wife isn't in the kitchen. That would be vaguely reductive, don't you think? She's also not haunting this house anywhere around us. No, she is with me, Nelson says, and he puts a hand on his chest.
1: On the tiny apron that he's been wearing since the very beginning.
0: Anyway, I really can't have you snooping around the mold wing. You know, it's a place that just has a bit of a poisonous air to it. And I don't want you spoiling your appetite. There's so much more good food to have.
1: He has to pull out something. And as he
0: says that, he pulls out a soup ladle in one hand.
1: And a long fish boning knife in the other. But I'm
0: all out of lobster. (laughs)
1: You know what I am missing? I feel like we need a little bit of Aunt Rosalind Horsley, a little bit of her voice just to spice up the podcast. Aunt Titus, Aunt Titus, what, where'd you go? What?
0: Mother, mother, where'd mother, you go? mother where'd you leave? I've been standing right. I've been standing right behind ah. you this whole time. Just oh, have to turn your oh. neck 180 degrees. I guess you can't do that, but sometimes I'd like to.
1: Oh, You're uglier than your father.
0: Thanks. I know you're comparing me to a corpse, right? Well, you're uglier than your father was when he was alive, too. Also, these are your genes. Look, look, wait, okay, question your logic for a second. If I'm uglier than my father, then the 50% of of my genes that are my father are being worsened by the other 50%. And who do those genes belong to?
1: All right, Titus, I've had enough of your nonsense. Just, just,
0: uh,
1: give me my ashtray. That's all you're good for. I
0: already (coughs) got it right here, Mother. And he places it in front of her with a winning smile. More like an ugly smile.